BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Is Bitcoin headed below 20 20- thousand dollars right now celsius just froze withdrawals sending the market into a spiral where is it headed and is the crypto dream over no. question mark what's up zinger nation welcome back to moon or bust your home for all things crypto at benzinga it's feeling like a bust of a day but ryan i'm still bullish we're headed to the moon we'll get into that in a little bit but special announcement uh, before we give our, our live reactions to the trading today. Uh, Got to give a special shout out to our friends at FTX who have been incredibly kind and hooked us up with Mooner Bust's first ever sponsorship. Hell yeah. So if you want to buy the dip, uh, buy the bear market or sell it, whatever you want to do, not financial advice, you could do it on FTX.us if you are local. All right. Uh, Ryan, Bitcoin is at 23000 ETH is at 1200 Celsius might be bankrupt. What is Max Payne and is this it? Well, mutants are not at 40 ETH anymore. ETH is not at $3,000 anymore. And $1 isn't even at $1 anymore. Fuck. I hope this is Max Payne, but I'm afraid it might not be. What does Max Payne mean? Max Payne, when the market's bottom, I'm thinking the bottom happens within the next six months, uh, but I don't, I don't think it's happening this week. We see a crash, and this might be a local bottom, but I don't think that the bottom is in this week. We have a long ways to go, and we've seen ETH go down 94% in the last bear market. So even though we're down 80%, I mean, prices could get cut in half from here. Um, so I'm ready to deploy capital over the next few months, but I'm certainly not buying the dip with all of my uh, jewels per se right now. Uh, I'm holding cash and I'm waiting to buy in uh, for the dip to continue. With that said, should we predict uh, when this dip will happen? Maybe take a look at the market, see where Bitcoin's at, look at Ethereum because both are crashing really hard. I saw Ethereum went down below $1,200 for the first time in a very, very long time. Uh, just last night, I considered buying some, uh, but like I said just a minute ago, I am waiting. All right, Ryan, I'm going to pull up the charts and I'll have you break them down for me. Thanks for teaching us about Max Payne. Uh, all the fear in the market 
I think this could be something close to it, but you know, I don't want to pretend like I know the future. Uh, what I do know is how to pull up the Bitcoin chart. Here we have hourly candles. Uh, Ryan, you probably can't see them because the private chat is up on the production screen, um, but I can maybe slide my laptop towards you. Hmm. Okay, well, judging by Logan's laptop, it looks like we have flattened out over the past couple hours, but does that really mean much? Probably not. I like to look at the daily candles, but man, we have gone down hard from about $28,000 yesterday down to $23,000. I think this is mostly based off of the Celsius news. Celsius has 20 billion dollars of assets under management which they froze so we're going to get into that after the interview we have an interview coming up uh, in just a minute here with a co-founder of decentraland adam decada he's an advisor on a new project bringing elvis nfts into the metaverse uh, along with wayne lloyd so this could be a really cool interview uh they're getting integrated in a lot of metaverses this is pretty interesting the sandbox decentraland and a few others logan should we just hop right into the interview i know we're uh, doing an interview early on today instead of at 2 30 we were actually supposed to have the CEO. This is no joke, guys. We were supposed to have the CEO of Celsius come on at 2.30 today. Apparently, he's a little bit too busy. Uh, something <laughs> might have happened. I'm, I'm not really sure, but we got a cancellation. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll definitely follow up with Alex Mashinsky, CEO of Celsius, as soon as he has time to take an interview. Yeah, it would have been incredible to interview him on a day like today. Uh, but that being said, we have another interview that's just as good. Um, Ryan, I'm getting some news. Not actually the co-founder of Decentraland. Uh, Adam is the head of partnerships for Decentraland as a consultant and founder of the blockchain studio Run It Wild. Uh, Adam is backstage. I'm just going to bring him on to tell us more about himself, what he does, and the projects he's working on today. Um, Adam actually is, is going to be here soon, Wayne. Yeah. Adam should be jumping on any minute. All right. Awesome. Uh, we will wait for him. Oh, there he is. Boom. All right, Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Wayne, thank you for joining us as well. Uh, this is moon or bust here at Benzinga, all things crypto and DeFi, sometimes some NFT stuff as well. We like to cover a broad variety, everything we can talk about for our audience. They're interested in all sorts of these micro niches. So, uh, you know, tell us about yourselves, uh, how you entered the Web3 space and why you're still working in it. Go, Wayne. Sure. Yeah. So Wayne Lloyd here. I'm uh, executive chairman of NFT Tech. So we're a publicly listed uh, company on the Neo Exchange under the ticker NFT. Um, we've been working on technology, uh, brand integration, and uh, all sorts of stuff in the in NFTs in the metaverse, uh, and just launched a couple months ago. Awesome. And we're not in sync, are we, at the moment? <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm, I'm Adam, um, currently head of partnerships at Decentraland. I'm a consultant there that leads strategy for IP entering the space um, alongside founding Run It Wild. It's a blockchain studio. Um, some of the projects that we've launched are the Australian Open um, Art Ball nice. series in the metaverse, uh, alongside Olvis, which is launching shortly, um, and a number of other projects that are art creator focused as well. So, um, yeah. Glad to be here. 
Very cool. I was a collector of that Australian Open Art Ball project. Uh, I thought it was one of the most unique projects I've ever seen. They they took the places of the court. Unfortunately, I didn't get any winners uh, on the ball that I picked up, but I'm excited to see where that goes in the future. Um, I think there's potentially a huge historical significance for uh, you know tennis memorabilia. The the fan base there is is the core audience. Uh, would love to hear a little bit more about some of the other projects you guys have done. Um, but we'll get into that in just a second. So let's talk about the team. Uh, you know, you guys have assembled. It's pretty stacked, um, and I'd love for you to break it down. Why you chose these roles? Why you chose these people? And why you think it gives you a unique competitive advantage? Well, on NFT Tech, we got a we've got an incredible team. I think the um, there there's really a unique skill set you need to bring to this industry, which has a lot to do with creativity uh, and has a lot to do with technical aptitude. So we've been working with some incredible studios, including uh, Adam's uh, group, um, uh, a lot of people just around the world that bring different uh, technical attributes. Um, you know, I think we have uh, people that come from the uh, music and entertainment industry on our board of directors. Um, you really need a, a diverse uh, set of skills, blockchain, technical, uh, and, and the creative side to, to make these things work. So we've tried to put together a, a really diverse uh, group of people that can come together and create from that perspective. And you guys recently launched some Elvis NFTs. Can you tell us about that and also the partnerships you've secured for those Elvis NFTs? From what I've researched this morning, it's really impressive. Oh, thanks. Um, I think I think the approach in most cases is is you know um, around you know a multifaceted um, virtual experience of sorts, uh, alongside you know a number of other parts to sort of lead a, you know evergreen IP like Elvis into the space. Um, run a wild, you know, like we we work with intellectual property, we advise on strategy, and then we implement the creative and the technology around it. I think you know partnering with Sandbox to Mona and Spatial to obviously experiences within Decentraland um, all have different places and different experiences with different communities to engage with into the future and um, the content that we have of what we're able to get access to as well as showcase future ops with um, will blend into different opportunities alongside it. But um, it's you know one of the parts of working with an IP like Elvis and the opportunities that uh, so link in with web3 um one of the most interesting partnerships i think is um with curious actually um who are a sustainable um partner um and you know it won't be too long before we have an elvis forest um with 10,000 trees planted to not only make this carbon neutral but um have some fat on the other side of it um to be able to make this uh project you know as eco-friendly as possible as well so um, yeah, th there's lots um, to be explored, and I think when looking at um, intellectual property and how it can enter the space, it, it's important not to have it fragmented, similar to that of the Australian Open and working with strategy and deploying their creative and technology around it. Um, it's not just about what they do today, it's how it's looked at in the future with a community and um, you know, a, a, a strategic plan that makes all sense. So um, for us, Elvis, you know, like this is the only only the start. Um, there's many of other things to come, but um, we're testing and trialing a lot of different parts of it. Um, and 
you know, most appealing to me is around um, the community wallet that will start to hopefully set a new precedent in terms of how DAOs are approached in terms of IPO holders and, and what that actually means to um, those that have governance over the, the project itself. So not too similar from uh, Decentraland. And can you tell us more about that community wallet? Yeah, totally. So um, there's a component of primary and secondary sales that goes to it across the whole project. It's not just for the Genesis token itself, um, but it contributed over the next number of years. Um, and anyone that holds uh, these particular Genesis NFTs has power in terms of what that may be used for. Um, so if that's an unreleased piece of footage to um, some that's in private collections that can come back to public. Um, there's lots of different things. So um, yeah, but that's down to um, that's down to the opportunity of the the holders and the community and what they want to vote for. Um, yeah, so intriguing to say the least. Something that I saw that's really original about your project is that you're focusing on a lot of different metaverses instead of just one. So I'm curious, why did you choose to stretch your focus across multiple different metaverses instead of just focusing, say, on Decentraland or the Sandbox in particular? I think I think we're all evolving and learning every day as a community and builders, right? So um, whilst everything evolves and develops, we will try and build in each of them with different communities that are currently active and new ones that will obviously come in in the future. You know, so um, each each metaverse has well, each virtual environment has their own USPs to them, and um, there is some crossover naturally um, within the Venn diagram. But I think it's exciting to be able to explore. Gamification and sandbox versus that of what it may look like in Mona and spatial in terms of, um, yeah, gated experiences and the likes. Um, so meaning that if you hold a particular token, what access that gives you um, versus someone that has uh, doesn't have it. So um, yeah, look at this point, it's exploring and uncovering different parts of it, but um, it's with great it's with great partners like what we have um, that we can do that with IP like Elvis. And I read a lot about the Elvis metaverse. What's this experience going to look like in practice? You know, there's there's a romantic view to it. Um, uh, and, you know, for us, it's about interoperability. So that one token that can kind of rule them all, um, it's all possible within Decentraland. Um, we'll start to explore what that means in, in Sandbox. Um, and Spatial and Mona have the same thing too. So just imagine you're able to view content um, that's exclusive to holders you could stream that within Mona. Um, you could go to events and experiences in Decentraland. Um, there's a Guinness World Record that we're planning to to break um, for the most amount of Elvises in the one space at the one time. Um, and you know, in spatial, it may be that you can create your own room that can showcase your NFTs that are it's inspired by Elvis IP and officially licensed. So lots of different ways to explore it. For sure. And what, what do you think your target market is here? Because do you think Elvis fans are too old to be getting into NFTs? I know, you know, people joke about being a boomer if you're over 25. I'm not even sure if Elvis was alive 25 years ago. So I'm curious uh, to hear your thoughts on that. I know Elvis is a huge, like you said, evergreen name. Uh, so if you could touch on that, that'd be awesome. No, totally. I, 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 you know, like for, for me too, we've been um, hosting webinars to Elvis fan clubs around the world. Um, and, you know, it's, it's quite humbling to be able to have the opportunity to um, educate those about crypto, blockchain, security of wallets, um, and why, why this will live on the blockchain. Um, 
for us, the reality is that it actually hits on a number of different um, demographics, and it's a surprise to me too. Um, but does have uh, it does play a big part in my heart. I'm a classically trained musician. Um, my dad obviously listened to a whole heap of different music, and and you know having the opportunity to represent something like this, um, although not at the forefront of my um, albums that I had originally, it was always there in some capacity, and I think that's the case for a lot of people. Um, we're actually making the Elvis on chain NFT um, fully on chain. So there's no IPFS. Um, and another romantic part for us is that, you know, way past our lifetime, as long as Ethereum lives, this will live. Um, and it, will, it should showcase the governance community and all the other value um, propositions that we're going to be hosting to that of the Genesis holders um, for a very, very long time. So, you know, like way past our lifetimes. So um, it's more than just, I think, um, what it may represent today and to who. Um, I think it's it's the fact that it can continue the Evergreen legacy way into the future, well beyond us. And what about crypto natives? Are, uh, do you care much about the crypto natives for this NFT collection in particular? Of course, you take your learnings from every experience that you've put, you know, like, and I think crypto natives... Um, you know, can add a lot of value in some respect um, if they're um, a believer in the project and don't see it um, as a financially driven one in many cases. I don't, I, you know, for me, I'm not a day trader um, and I do value experience, but I also um, think that um, it's interesting to think um, of reasons why to, to buy into NFTs other than that. Um, but I do know what happens, obviously. And, and for us, you know, crypto natives are, are core to understanding and helping educate those that are entering the space today, which, um, you know, for us with Elvis fans, you know, there's a lot of education, there's a lot of learning, and hopefully they can take them under their wing and um, be able to make it as safe and secure as we're hoping it to be for them too. So they're, they're super important to the project. Um, but we're also just as excited about onboarding new people too. Awesome, Adam. What is your what would you say is your main goal, uh, main desired outcome of this project? Um, you know, a lot of people might say, "Hey, you're too early." And if Elvis fans don't care or know about NFTs, um, so why are you you know releasing this on a market that might not know about it or be able to purchase it? Obviously, that might not be your goal. Uh, I'm curious, what is? I think you know, there's a there's a new movie coming out in in a few weeks time with Baz Luhrmann um, and it will be huge. And for us, it's about um, setting a new precedent and a benchmark, just like what we did with the Australian Open in terms of the creative and technology um, and learning and building with community. It may not be today that um, the core super fan may buy in and it may be slightly early, um, but there is a great opportunity. There's only 1,935 of these. So, um, you know, it's super scarce and has been strategically placed that way. Um, but there's plenty of options for people to buy in at a later point in two and, and, you know, the scalability of the project itself for the community world and the DAO and everything else that comes along with it uh, is there for many years into the future. So, you know, like for us, we're hoping we get some great people in early um, that really embrace the project and help guide it um, and educate those that are entering for the first time and we'll go from there. Awesome. So just to summarize, this is a long-term uh, you know, sort of passion project, a place for Elvis fans uh, and community members to come collaborate and continue to carry on the legacy, uh, you know, build out more events and utility in their own way. Uh, this is not just a, you know, one-time release, then it's over. Uh, you guys have a pretty long vision for this, it seems. Yeah, very long. Okay. I'm looking forward to actually seeing 
saying it can come to fruition to be honest um, but as you, you sort of mentioned before as well you know the markets are what they are and I think for us we we stand on great product um, and you know for this year yeah we're just excited to get it out and Adam, you mentioned that the Genesis NFTs from the Elvis collection are incredibly scarce, but you also plan on expanding into wearables. Will those be less scarce? What's your plan here? And also, how do you feel about NFT wearables in general? I think, you know, being able to go into a virtual environment and create your own identity um, comes in, goes hand in hand. So um, the opportunity with wearables and avatars and other parts are all being explored as part of these partnerships moving forward we've already developed everything for the decentraland part um and you know we're hoping there's a you know we're hoping to be able to link wearable these so meaning that um a token id represents um you know uh not to get too technical but a token id that you may have that's part of the genesis token um will have wearables that are associated with it so they don't actually become separate entities. They're one part of, if you were to buy the Genesis token off me, it would it would connect the same amount of wearables within the platform. So um, yeah, I, I think you know, individuality and the opportunity to be able to express yourself in the best way possible. Um, yeah, it's awesome to be able to bring officially licensed wearables to, to the metaverse and virtual worlds. And you know, we are collectors at heart. So, you know, for us, it's important that there's the, the value proposition of scarcity and, and, you know, being officially licensed is there and protected. So, yeah. So, so the the wearables are not separate nfts will there ever be a way to sell these wearables separately and keep that genesis elvis nft for future airdrops or future utility yeah there, there will be wearables that, that are linked um there's going to be wearables that will be separate and independent as as well that are gifted um to those that hold the genesis token so you can do what you like with it um it's, it's very much a play in terms of the value proposition across the board. And um, we've been exploring a lot of this within the Discord at the moment um, with a number of webinars. But, um, you know, the assumption probably could be without it being, you know, um, fully closed off as a deal that um, if we were to release a PFP collection, for instance, um, of Elvis fully unchained to complement the Genesis token, those that hold the Genesis token will be able to free claim the PFP, whilst there will be some excess that will be available for the public to allow them to buy into the community. Um, so just like that, I'd say that there's also reason for lots of different wearables to have um, that opportunity too. Awesome. Uh, we've done a little bit of nitty gritty for a few minutes here. I'd love to just take a second, step back, uh, and maybe anyone who just tuned in, uh, you know, what what are we talking about? What is the project? Um what is the utility behind this NFT? Sorry, can you repeat that? I was just like, I was distracted reading comments. Oh, no worries. Um, yeah, so just just for anyone who might have recently tuned in um, and missed the beginning of the interview, I wanted to step back since we've been a little bit technical. Um, Adam or Wayne, uh, whoever would like to, um, just maybe a high-level overview once more. Yeah, so the Elvis on Chain project is a, a project bringing Elvis to um, Web3. And you know, there's the first opportunity to buy into the Genesis token that has a whole heap of different value props to it across partners like Decentraland Sandbox, um, Spatial, Mona, and a number of others. I think, you know, for us, um, this, is, this project has many years ahead of it. And, um, you know, it's 
fundamental part of all this is to create the Elvis DAO that allows for the uh, IP to be treated by the community with decisions that are made by them um, to then have a treasury and a wallet that um, they control um, to buy and sell or buy and sell um, uh, offerings that, that are approved by the, the DAO itself. So, um, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot to it. You can go check out the website. There's a great light paper as well. Um, I'm probably so deep in, in it that... Um, Sometimes it's it's it can come out um, not as streamlined as I'd like, but you know, um, yeah, there's everything and more um, that we've jam packed into this project. Awesome. When does it release? How much does it cost? Uh, and what are some of the most tangible utilities? Yeah, so we're looking at the end of June um, at this point, and you know, the uh, expected price we've always budgeted between a thousand to two thousand USD. So wherever that lands for Ethereum at that point in time. Um, will be probably where we explore it um, and you know like we're yeah, we're big into interoperability and for us the utility and benefits that everyone wants to explore it's gated experiences that are exclusive to holders um, that they may be able to see and watch and listen to things that no one else without the token can see in here so um, yeah that's the core utility and then there's lots of benefits um, as well where we're adding um, a whole heap of value from all our partners that will inevitably benefit those that are, hold the Genesis token. I right, guys, I think like zooming, about... zooming out a little bit, the, the real exciting part of this project is that this is something where a property that wasn't explicitly digital first, meaning Elvis, um, you know, is able to transition into this digital world. Like NFTs are the enabling factor here. And I think that this is a, is a great template for how to get those non-digital first communities involved and really expand the pie for everyone in, in the crypto space and, and, uh, and kind of in the more mainstream audiences. So this is what's really exciting about it from my perspective is just it's really taking it from a core crypto audience to a, a, a much more massive mainstream audience and it's providing a real template to do that. Yeah, I agree with you and I appreciate that. Uh, zoom out, Wayne. What do you think is the biggest hindrance to this mass adoption, to bringing these non-digital communities on chain? I think that you know the digital economy is really what most people care about now in their daily lives. Um, you know, obviously the physical economy is very important, but, you know, it's it probably has the the it's the piece that people touch the most um, from a frequency perspective. So I think the thing that needs to happen is for people to experience the value creation, experience the utility and experience everything that goes along with these NFTs. Once they've kind of had that first experience, uh, you know, there'll be a massive continuation and the network effects just continue as they tell their friends and, and, and things gather momentum from that perspective. And I heard something about an Elvis block party. What's, what's this Elvis block party and how do we get tickets? Mm. Um, so that's the Guinness World Record that we're hosting in, in Decentraland. So, um, you know, the most amount of Elvis is in the one space at the one time. And um, you can enter by, um, either being part of the Genesis token. Um, there's other partners like Medikey um, that sort of forge 
the or bridge the bridge the gap between virtual environments um, and a community like that uh, receiving different officially licensed wearables as well. There'll be more information about that in the coming weeks, um, but we're wanting to make sure it's accessible accessible to everyone. So um, hopefully you'll be able to get an officially licensed wearable to wear there. And if you can share anything about that, what's going on? How will I be entertained? Uh, will there be metaverse hot dogs for me to eat when I'm hungry? <laughs> will there be a, a specific Elvis who's the official Elvis maybe throwing a, a concert in the metaverse? Is there anything else you can share about the event thus far? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's music that's officially licensed with a video that ABG and the estate own um, that will be there as well. Um, there's... You know, um, it's hosted in Vegas City with um, at their flamingo venue, um, so it doesn't leave much to the imagination. But there's lots of flamingos, um, and you, you'll be around peers and like-minded audiences that are experiencing a record-breaking event uh, for the first time. And I think that's uh, exciting as well. But there's a lot to be added and lots of information to come. Um, but for now, um, consider it a big party uh, in uh, on a virtual rooftop. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So if we zoom, if we zoom out, take a look at the markets as a whole. They're not doing uh, so hot. Not sure if you guys have uh, checked the internet in the last year, um, but not great. What does this tell you about your, you know, your personal, uh, you know, portfolio? If you'd like to dive into that, or just about the the company, the brand, continuing to build. Uh, we see a lot of layoffs, but we also see a lot of people saying, you know, bear market is the time to build. Uh, what's your take on it? I'm not a day trader, so I was I was about to say like go go for it, Wayne. But, um, well, I think most you know this is a great example. This project is a great example of planning for decades, not days. Um, you know, Elvis is one of the most important cultural pieces um, of the last you know 150 years. Um, brands, you know, um, have historically been built on storytelling, myth, and memes. And I think, you know, that kind of cultural legacy, the enduring nature of that brand, you know, and, and the willingness of the team to, to jump in and, and kind of tackle that and, and give it uh, the, the, you know, a new treatment uh, in the metaverse with NFTs is real testament to the fact that these are these are long term projects Um uh, for and and time is being invested into brands that have already have shown that they have staying power and they will have staying power into the long into the future so i think you know to, to adam's point about not being a day trader that's that's the most important part of the most important part is to work on projects that will have long-term longevity in the space regardless so you guys of have ex exclusive access to the elvis ip in the metaverse uh, are these the only elvis nfts that will ever be made uh, and how'd you get that, if so? Yeah, so the relationship with the estate is very much that we're working um, alongside them moving forward. Um, so these are officially licensed Elvis wearables and, and the Elvis strategy, it will be handled by Run It Wild moving forward um, and has been, you know, like, I think we, we sort of signed off on this in October last year um, after many discussions prior to those months too. So, um, yeah, in short the project is in the hands of us and we'll be delivering it um, across Ethereum and Slade to protocols. Very cool. Yeah. 
And Adam, I, I tossed you a follow on Twitter earlier today. I could not help but notice your Clone X Grail NFT that you have as your profile picture. So I'm curious what your investment thesis is on Clone X, uh, especially given the market conditions we're seeing today. Yeah, I think people, um, you know, from my personal perspective, um, you know, I look at different entities and what they do in the space and, and what Artifact have been able to do and manage to do over the last two years that I've seen. Um, is, you know, it, it's super strong. They have a great community. Um, they're focused on community and um, they're very talented creatives. Um, so um, obviously with what's happened with uh, Nike in the acquisition, I think it's a super strong play of not only Nike, but Artifact to bolster what they can offer. Um, and you know, I trust in what they do and they deliver. So um, yeah, I was really fortunate to be able to um, mint Clonex and also have Americami drip. So you know, um, mm. and I don't have plans on, on selling that. So that's awesome that you minted it. Yeah, it was crazy, right? Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Murakami. Um, I'm a big fan of Artifact. So um, yeah, so, uh, very fortunate. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you went and checked it out. What's your um, prize possession? Per se, in, in the NFT world, what would you say? Uh, I got my mute, my mutant number two one four six eight. Strong. Thank you. Good picks, guys. <laughs> Wayne, do you have a NFT profile picture? I do not. We have uh, we participated in a lot of the uh, art blocks events, though. So we've Sweet. got uh, yeah, we've got a few in person mints and uh, and quite a few of those. So, but no profile pic. A seam is pretty rare still. I'll take it. Um, so I want to give you guys the floor one last time each before uh, we wrap this up. First of all, thank you so much for joining us today uh, and sharing this with our audience. Um, for those out there in our audience who are curious to learn more, follow along uh, with yourselves and the project. Uh, remember, guys, Mint is coming at the end of the month. That's the target right now. Um, but Wayne, I guess I'll start with you. Um, if you can't answer some of these questions, then just pass it over to Adam. But where can they go to follow along, keep up to date? Yeah, Adam, go for it. Head to elvis.onchainvault.io. Uh, um, yep. And join in the Discord. Um, follow us on Twitter um, and uh, keep up to date with all the information. There's more webinars to come and, um, you know, a lot more onboarding of, of new fans too. So, uh, for us, you know, like it, it's a matter of uh, funneling it through different social platforms and seeing what works um, to get in contact. So, yeah, feel free to reach out. Wayne, any closing thoughts for us? Yeah, I mean, we're 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 helping out as strategic advisors, so you can check out the NFT tech uh, NFT tech stock. Uh, we're trading on Neo Exchange under the ticker NFT. Awesome. I'm going to drop all those resources in the chat uh, for Zinger Nation to go check them out. Uh, make sure you guys do that. Really cool project. Adam, Wayne, thank you so much for your time today uh, and great luck with the Mint. Thanks, Thanks. for having us. See thank you, guys. All righty. Uh, with that out of the way, we have a lot to talk about, um, but maybe we could debrief on the interview a little bit, talk about the NFT space. And bridging the gap between Web 2, traditional IP, and Web 3. Uh, you know, obviously, we're pretty focused on mass adoption and education uh, down here in, in downtown Detroit. Uh, but Ryan, what's your take on a project like Elvis? Does Elvis IP help bring more people into the space? 
Yeah, I definitely think it does help bring more people into the space, especially those big Elvis fans. They'll come in, get an NFT, and it'll likely be their first NFT. Uh, this is a lot harder to do than you know having a Web three based project like Board Apes or Azuki, where you have those crypto natives coming in and buying these NFTs. So I, I think it's harder to do and execute, but it's really important because it's bringing in new investors to the NFT space and teaching people about Web three and blockchain technology. Uh, so great things what they're doing. Uh, and I wish them the best of luck for their mint coming up in just a couple weeks. Awesome. Right. I'm going to flip it over to knocking over this water bottle. Uh, I'm going to flip it over to Twitter uh, and maybe we can do uh, some live reactions to the carnage. The carnage. It's been going on today. Man, I've been I've been feeling like a hound dog <laughs> crying all the time at these markets. Did you just Google uh, top Elvis songs? No, I, I sung that one in my fifth grade musical, so I think it might be the only Elvis song I, rem I remember. Could you sing it again? I mean, I could, but I think I should spare the audience. Uh, okay, guys, drop a one in the chat if you want Ryan to sing Elvis. Uh, until you guys drop some ones, he can't do it. So, um, Ryan, here you see. Oh, you can't see, you can't see it. Dang it. Uh, yo, producer Rohan, if you're at the table, could you close the private chat? Uh, and maximize the window for us. Could you just maximize us so we can, Ryan can see the thing. Oh, yeah, beautiful. They still got the those things. Uh, can, is there any way you can move that over a little bit? I can see this. Well, I can't read it. All right, that will do. <coughs> Thank you. Uh, all right, nothing has changed. Come on, guys. You didn't notice this? <laughs> <laughs> what is the slogan? I don't get it. This is the inflation of Bitcoin. This is the having. Ah, nothing has changed. Yeah. Pretty that comforting, right? That doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> no? No. Darn. What about Michael Saylor saying in Bitcoin we trust? Does that make you feel better? <laughs> yeah, I'm not selling Bitcoin thanks to Michael Saylor now. <laughs> All right. Um, CNBC, Bitcoin's the first asset class accessible to everybody. Hey, we tried to tell you eight years ago. Um, Bitcoin withdrawals have been resumed on Binance. That's a big one. That's good to see. I was getting worried because they said CZ tweeted that it would be about an hour and I checked back about three hours later. Still no update. So I'm glad to see that they did fix that today, especially with what's going on with Celsius and now potentially BlockFi as well. Uh, I think that's unconfirmed though. So uh, you didn't hear it from me. Definitely unconfirmed. Uh, and we didn't hear anything that you guys didn't. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that one. All right, Ryan. Generational buy opportunity. Bitcoin is nearing the 200-week moving average. Is this is this it? I love the 200-week moving average. This is where I love to buy crypto at. This is where I bought crypto back in 2020. This is where I bought crypto back in 2019. When this hits, I'm probably buying again. I mean, it's a tried and true method. Look at the chart. It's way too easy. If it goes underneath, it goes underneath for two minutes and then it comes back up. I mean, look at that. We've never had a close below the 200-week moving average. So I don't see it happening. Uh, I think we're pretty close to the bottom. That being said, I don't think we're seeing all-time highs anytime soon. I think we have all the time in the world to be accumulating right now. Could be, I think the soonest that, that anything happens with Bitcoin where we could even potentially see anything close to all-time highs is the ETH merge taking us out of this bear market. And that could happen in August or September, maybe in the fall. But I still think that's really really optimistic. I mean, it could be into 2023 until we see some serious price action to the upside. But that's that's good for us, right? Despite that, Ryan, I'm loving this energy you're bringing on this bloody Monday. We need to keep it hype. It's a bear market. That means bigger opportunities. OK, if you are greedy, get the heck out of here, but not before you hit the like button. Um,
But yeah, this is this is where generational wealth is built. 200 day, 200 week, excuse me, moving average has been pretty pretty darn good and I am still going to be paying attention to it. I will be I would be accumulating here right now theoretically. Um all right, next tweet. Next tweet. There's a couple good ones in my likes Logan if you want to go there. Are they? I might, I might be exposing myself, but yeah, there I don't, should be I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> there should be at least a couple good ones. Um maybe we'll find them here. If not, Chance Ryan gets exposed. Um one but only if he makes it into an NFT on Audius. Uh <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> Sounds like too much work, Lord Byron. Sorry about that. Um all right, all right, all right, all right. I mean, would I get streams for it? I could get some audio tokens, start accumulating. Probably be worth my time. Lord Byron, let me know how many audio tokens you'll give me for uh, streaming that on Audius, and then I'll reconsider. I want to save this one. Um, Anthony Scaramucci, your funds have bought more Bitcoin. 91% of respondents intend to buy Bitcoin and crypto in the next six months, according to Bank of America survey. That's a lot of people, but there are a lot of people that plan on buying and then get scared with the markets, especially with interest rates rising, especially with crypto falling over 50% in a few months. I mean, it's easy to say, especially at 60K, right? It's easy to say, oh, I'll buy it when it goes down to 20K. I wish I bought when it was at 20K. I could have made 300% in a few months, but then that time comes around and you're scared, right? So people will say that now. 91% of respondents said that now, but how many in practice will actually be buying the dip uh, this year if crypto keeps keeps falling probably not 91 percent probably probably not all right should we take a look at ether news if there's any that's a good meme um yeah dude squid game part two is just people who got into crypto last year uh uh hashtag ethereum how about nfts they have good memes we can try this for a minute if you want let's just see if there's anything interesting or bitcoin stuff uh, I like this guy, Crypto Gucci. He's Logan, shouted out Mooner Bust before. Uh, I saw something on Twitter, and, and this reminded me of it. I have no idea why. Uh, Web5. Web5. Web Tell five. me about Web5. What's, what's your take on Web5? Dude, I can't even count that high, so I'm going to need you to do this one. <laughs> okay, so Jack Dorsey came out a couple days ago talking about Web5, maybe trying to trick the normies into thinking there's some more innovation to be had over Web3, but really it seems like he's just stealing the ideas from Web3 and using Bitcoin as an example. All this stuff is being built out on Ethereum already. It's already operational and has billions of dollars of total value locked on Ethereum, which they're now trying to do on Bitcoin, renaming it Web5 instead of Web3. Uh, but it sounds like really this is all just Web3. Three. I mean, Web5 is just built on Bitcoin. Same concept, same technology, uh, just less developed. I mean, that's my opinion. Logan, you found a slide deck. This should be cool. Let's go through it. Alrighty. Let me see if I can get it somewhere in a medium view. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, so I'm just going to make us small. Oop. All right. Web5, the decentralized web platform, a new evolution of the web that enables decentralized apps and protocols. Let's go. Is it, is it an evolution of Web3 or is it an evolution of Web4? I'm already confused. Dude, I, this is the second slide, man. Didn't say that okay, yet. Okay, we have to get into Chill, Web69 bro. as well. Chill I saw on. Elon was tweeting about Web69. I need to know what that is too. All right. Uh, in the current web model, people are users who do not own their data or identity. They are given accounts by companies and their data is held captive in app silos. The web we want has personal and social communications, financial interactions, and all of the apps we love, apps built for Web5, store their data with you instead of in the app silos. 
to create a new class of decentralized apps and protocols, uh, e.g. TB Dex, that put individuals at the center. We must empower them with self-owned identity and restore their control over their data. Thank you, Jack Dorsey, for saving us all. Okay, uh, decentralized web platform DWP enables developers to write decentralized web apps, DWAs, uh, using decentralized identifiers, DIDs, and decentralized web nodes, DWNs, returning ownership and control over identity and data to individuals. We're calling this Web 5. So you take Web 2, you put a comma, you take Web 3, boom, Web 5. I don't know what kind of math this is. I don't buy it. Decentralized identifiers, self-owned identifiers, basically like proof of uh, humanity, proof of life, um, or proof of at least, you know, social security. Uh, data formats, models, decentralized web nodes. Um, I'm seeing a whole lot of buzzwords. This looks like, you know, any a other white paper. So web one is the read-only web. Web 2 is the read and write web. So think social media is Web 2. Apps is Web 2 where you communicate with each other. Web 3 is read, write, and own. Uh, so all your Web 3 applications out there right now on Ethereum and alt layer ones. Uh, but what is Web 5? It seems like it's also read, write, and own just on Bitcoin. Doesn't really seem like any new innovations to you know give it a plus two on the web score. Yeah, man. I think Web 5 is just a corny name. That's all. Uh, but you know, it's got Jack Dorsey. He's going to figure it out. Uh, that being said, like, this is a very technical, uh, you know, white paper, I guess, if you want to call it that here, uh, clearly focused at web developers and integrating web three into web two. Um, I think this is probably where the web five comes from as far as, you know, saying that we have to connect the dots here. There's a lot of dots that aren't connected, but if we want decentralized tech to scale to the internet, then we need to merge these two worlds. Uh, you know, I was calling it Web 2.5, but I guess Web 5 is similar. You man, gotta, he's going to do whatever he wants anyways. Not much we can do about it. I like your attitude. Um, all right. I'm getting extremely bored by this. Oh, nice memes, guys. We're building an app platform. Always have been. Oh, man. The meme day. was better than the presentation. I'll, I'll give them that. Dude, you're right. That's sad. Um, so, Logan, this morning I was looking at NFTs. Got a little bit sad when I saw the price of mutants around $17,000, $18,000. But it seems like there are a lot of other buys in the market right now. Some fire sales, some really good deals on NFTs. Obviously, in a risk-off environment, that's going to be the case. There could still be room to the downside. But I think we should check out maybe some of the best buys right now in NFTs. What we think might be too cheap. NFTs we think that will survive the bear market. Maybe just spend like five minutes on it. First, though, when Web 4 2069? Well, we went from Web Web 3 to Web 5, so exponential growth. Maybe Web 69 next, then then Web 420, then Web 4 2069. So like three weeks, four weeks, uh, whenever we're out of the bear market, probably. That's uh, uh, the Fibonacci equation, right? Or was that general, uh, that general was, relativity? That was the equation you showed me earlier on this episode. Oh, yeah, Dirac's with theorem. A, with a 32 on it. Got you, got you. Okay. Uh, so, NFTs, I got OpenSea coming right up. Can you open see it? Oh. 
the Heart Project. One of your favorites is taking a beating right now along with the rest of the NFT markets. But we don't want to look at that. We want to look at some blue chip NFTs that we think will be surviving the bear market, something you can hold up until prices go crazy again. So I think we have a few choices here. I think anything made by Yuga Labs is a no-brainer. Uh, obviously, there could be more downside. We saw that uh, mutants were at three and a half ETH just five, six months ago. We could very well go back to that. I don't think we will, uh, but there's always that probability in play. Uh, but there are some really great buys, in my opinion, right now. Cool cats around three ETH. And you guys got to remember, too, ETH is at $1,200. It's not at 3000 like before. Three ETH is no longer $9,000. You can get a Mebit for 2.8 ETH. That comes in right around $3,500. This is now a Yuga Labs collection. This is one of the first PFP NFT. Uh, it's related to crypto punks. I mean, this is something I think will be surviving the bear market. It's going to be that Louis Vuitton brand in the future, given that uh, Larva Labs made this and now Yuga Labs owns it. Uh, two of the biggest players in the space. Uh, one of the other ones I was really looking at was Clonex. Clonex was bought by Nike. I don't think Nike is going to be flushing this down the toilet in an NFT bear market. I think they will be building. And they can easily, easily, easily put more resources towards building out this collection. Uh, we see a lot of these NFT collections do a mint, make $5 million, but now ETH is down 80%. They only have a million dollars left and they have a million dollar tax liability. All of a sudden, their money is gone. That's not the case with Nike because they have a huge treasury outside of just NFTs and crypto. Uh, so this is going to be one I will keep my eye on through the bear market. Hopefully pick one up at some point. Um, right now, around $10,000. I think at the peak we were, geez, I don't even know, probably 50, 60, maybe even $70,000. Maybe even higher. I think there were around 30 ETH peak. Couldn't tell you. Logan, what NFTs do you have your eye on? Any in particular right now? Nope. Haven't been on this website in a few months, and now I remember why. Uh, I'm now depressed and want to go home. These are great buys, Logan. What are what do you mean? This is where generational wealth will come into play with the JPEGs. We got these at $10,000 right now. Uh, I won't be buying right now. Uh, I think I said that, but I do have my eyes on these. This is one of my goals to pick up uh, either a Clone X, uh, maybe a Cool Cat if I don't want to go balls to the wall with NFTs in a bear market. I think the obvious play right now is to be accumulating ETH, maybe weekly buys, maybe monthly buys, whatever you can afford. Uh, personally, that's what I'll be doing, stacking up ETH. Once I have ETH to spend on NFTs, uh, then I will face that problem when I get there. Hadid, thank you for cheering me up. I will for you today. Uh, you know, generational buying opportunities, Ryan. Been saying that for months. And my wife's boyfriend still has more money than me. So I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, okay. No more depressing <laughs> attitudes. Gotta get hype. Uh, another beautiful Monday. Bitcoin is super, super good deal right now. Hey. So that's something to be excited about. Hey, Logan. Happy, happy mutant Monday, Logan. <laughs> okay next let's talk about the celsius digital asset freeze because that's absolutely insane one of the biggest lending platforms and this is a centralized lending platform halted withdrawals of all of their assets halted swapping i am sorry if you have a celsius account because you do not have access to your funds anymore 
Lots is happening here, about $20 billion under management, and a lot of this is illiquid. So I found a chart about how much ETH holdings Celsius has and what is liquid and what is not. I think this adds a little bit of clarity to the situation, and and unfortunately, I am sad to report a lot of Ethereum that Celsius holds right now is illiquid. So about half a billion dollars out of the $1.7 billion of Ethereum that Celsius holds is completely illiquid, staked on ETH. Okay, so they cannot get any of this Ethereum back until the merge takes place. This could be in a few months. This could be in a year, uh, but hopefully in a few months. That's where a lot of their ETH is right now. They also have some ETH uh, liquid, about 40%, 35% liquid, and then the rest falls somewhere in between those two. Nah, DeFi pools, that sort of thing. So Logan, I have a question to you. If you were a Celsius user and you posted uh, some collateral to get a loan, say uh, around $2,000 for an Ethereum, now ETH has crashed and you get margin called on Celsius, you have two options. One, deposit more Ethereum into Celsius. You don't know if you're ever going to get it back. Or two, you can just get margin called and lose your money. What are you doing? Um, so I can get margin called or do what? Or post more collateral. Put more Ethereum into your Celsius account so you don't get margin called. Uh, What would you be doing here? I mean, that's Mm. a really tough situation for investors. Yeah, I guess it would depend on risk reward and how much I already had in there. Um, But it's worth it to maybe buy it down a little bit. Uh, We see Celsius liquidation is now at 18.3K for Bitcoin. So uh, if... You know, I believed that, which I can't verify that I just said on Twitter, uh, then I would probably feel okay for now. But it obviously is a very, very personal decision. And this is not financial advice. This is just my opinion. Uh, Okay, here's a meme that just got me. (laughs) I don't know if you know Stan by Eminem, but I'll do the impression. Dear Celsius, I wrote you, but you still ain't responding. I tried to draw my BTC, my ETH, and my USD at the bottom. But anyways, fuck it. What's been up, man? How's your reserves? (laughs) How's your daughter? Um, God, this dates me. Wow. Only boomers, Web3 boomers, no Eminem. Um, and Detroiters. What do you think about Will's take here? Will Clement, young OG. Luna and Celsius, two sacrifices to the crypto gods for this bear market. I see it. I mean, they're both huge, right? And they both dealt with lending, and now they're both going under. Yep. Do you think that Celsius is going to be able to recover? Uh, say maybe, do you think Celsius will recover if we do see that dip down to $18,000? And do you think that Celsius can recover at current prices if we saw the bottom maybe today? Uh, darn, that's a tough one. Uh, if they get liquidated, then no chance. Yeah, no chance. Uh, as of right now, I think it's still sus, but I really have no clue. Uh, a lot of it's going on behind the scenes. We were supposed to interview the CEO of Celsius on today's show. And um, now, now it's not looking so good for them. I don't know what happened. We just talked about it, bro. Due wait, to inflation, wait, wait, wait. Celsius is rebranding to Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Gotta text that one to Hot Stock Sloop Jacoby. Uh, all right. What were you about to say? Uh, I don't know. Something I found interesting about Celsius Logan that I read in their blog post, they said, furthermore, customers will continue to accrue rewards during the pause in line with our commitment to our consumers. Interesting play. Maybe that's part of their terms and conditions and they have to. Uh, But I found that really interesting that they're still offering these rewards to holders uh, when they can't even pay back their investors, right? 
Yeah, that seems uh, like a not good idea, maybe. Um, here's another interesting thing that I just saw. Celsius reportedly transferred $320 million worth of crypto to FTX before announcing they would halt all trading and withdrawals on the platform. <laughs> what is going on? They went on? short. <laughs> what is going on? No. Uh, so maybe this was so they could buy down their liquidation price a little bit or... If they lost the assets, whatever assets they froze, they didn't want to freeze these too. Um, obviously, they still need access. Uh, I wish we had more clarity. Like, I mean, they transfer $320 million in cryptocurrency to FTX. I wish I had an explanation of that, especially if I was a Celsius user. I mean, what are you doing with all of these funds, right? And maybe they have. I'm not a Celsius user, so I'm not keeping up to speed on every single announcement, but I haven't seen anything. Um, and, you know, being in financial media, I think I would have. All right, here is the answer that you might be looking for. Boom. All right. FTX exchange right here. This is where it ends up. Can we make it bigger? Look at this a little bit farther. I mean, it's all just addresses or no? It's all just addresses okay. for the most part. So this, this is part, the total. This right here says FTX, FTX exchange this, too. This does not answer my question, unfortunately. It's, uh, oh, it's a cool chromey squiggle, I guess, but it doesn't does not answer my question. Which is? Uh, which is what the hell are they doing with this money and why did they transfer it to FTX? Celsius had been sent to FTX after seeing uh, I could think of two possibilities, me being this guy on Twitter. Uh, borrowing from FTX against this collateral to move their leverage off-chain and selling assets. Um, so either they're trying to cover their debts or allow themselves or, or buy more debts, right? Um, I don't really see any other option here. How much time do you have left? Two minutes left on today's show. I uh, want to toss it out there to the chat, to the audience. Uh, had a great viewership today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you guys are still interested in crypto, let us know. Drop a one in the chat. Uh, if you're never going to care about crypto again, drop a six in the chat. Uh, and if you, uh, have, uh, if you are alive, hit the like button. Ryan, somebody out there in the chat, JB, said, you're a Karen. What do you, what? What do you have to say about that? For what reason? Because I want to know where Celsius is sending $320 million. Yeah, Karen would probably be mad too, but so am I. Celsius, I need to speak to your manager. <laughs> Celsius, where is your manager? Uh, guys, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, please. L-O-G-A-N. Well, then one more because somebody took my name. Ross. Got it. Boom. Hit me up. Follow me. Adam, shout out to you. Oh, this is the guy we just interviewed. Hey, let's shout out his, to Adam. Uh, let's shout out his Clonex real fast. We did mention it in the interview. There is Big Murakami, Murakami drip. Band. Got the drip. It's a pretty cool one. Big drip. All right, JB, I cannot end the show until you say why Ryan is a Karen. Uh, we, all, we all want to know. Um... I'll wait. <laughs> this is too good, man. This is too good. Ryan's going to wait. And I'm just going to watch. JB, this is on you, man. I have all the time in the world. I will wait right here. What's his name? JB. JB, I'm waiting. JB. Why is Ryan a Karen? All right, Logan, let's cut it. Let's wrap up for the day. It was a great show. We had a cool interview.
Markets are down, but we're still here. And I hope you guys all stay along with us. Follow us through the bear market because this is where the real money is made. So stick around and you will not regret it. We have another episode coming up on Friday, so stay tuned. As Ryan said, make sure you stay tuned. Bear market. We are going to be coming at you uh, Monday, Friday, 2 to 3. We're going to be changing to 1 to 2 o'clock. Uh, so I'm going to start mentioning this now. Mooner Bus will be running from 1 to 2 o'clock starting in like a month. Uh, but until then, we are 2 to 3. So we will see you on Friday. Once again, shout out to our homies at FTX. If you are uh, in the U.S., use FTX.us uh, for a fiat to crypto on off ramp jb you totally missed your chance to roast ryan today but you're gonna have to come back again next time same with everybody else out there if you learned something please 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 take two seconds share it with somebody who you think will find it interesting and hit the like button please thank you peace out MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.